Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula, your host, as always, and today I'm talking about three ideas that you could implement in your landscaping or garden design business to make this year great, to make it even better than you thought it could already be. So, as you know, let's go to the show. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello guys, welcome. How are you this week? I'm having an exciting week of being in the cold and wet and dreary (laughs) south of England. It's causing havoc for many, many people. Probably us landscapers are feeling it more than others at the moment. Trying to get jobs finished is a challenge. But today I thought I would talk about three ideas Three things that you could think about and potentially implement in your business to try and make this year greater than previous years. You might have already heard me speak of them before, and that's fine. It's just a reminder for you to think again. You might already be doing them. And if that's the case, please do share. I mean, go over to the podcast Instagram page. You can leave comments there or DM me at the Limitless Landscapers podcast. Or you can even email me at any point. Give me your feedback, ideas, and yeah, let me know what you are doing. That would be really cool to hear from you. Info at thelandscaperscircle.co.uk. And why I'm talking about these things is we are still in January. And I keep having to pinch myself because actually this month is going at a good pace, I feel. I don't think it's running away with us. I also don't think it's going dragging on. It's the 18th of January as I'm recording this. And essentially, we are just over the halfway mark. And I still feel very positive, very motivated, very inspired. And I hope you guys are feeling it as well. And in this spirit of new starts, there's also renewed motivation for business. And if you're anything like me, you'll be constantly thinking about new ideas, new developments. What ways can we take the business to make it better this year? What have we learned from last year that we can change for this year? And really starting the year off in the right way, the way that I would like every year to start in a really positive, really successful way. And I have recently written an article for the Landscaper magazine. I write an article every month or every issue. It could be a bi-monthly issue like this one. And essentially, we are talking about these three ideas in full. So go check out the Landscaper magazine if you can. It's in there along with some other good industry news. So let's just get stuck into it because what can we do with this renewed vigor this excitement this motivation well we can do three ideas what you could do they're not things you should do or they're things you can do if you'd like so idea number one is really looking ahead for the year and top of my list was vision board and I did an entire podcast based around creating my vision board this year and why it's important and what it can do for you and your business so if you haven't yet done a vision board it's never too late by the way don't think oh we're way past that time I used to do this actually in business get to a point in January where I think well there's no point planning because we're halfway through and actually I've realized it doesn't really matter your goals are ever changing you are always changing as a person your life is always changing from external influences and factors 
So essentially, there's never too late to plan, to goal set, and to do things like vision boards. So I would definitely, if you haven't yet done one, go and do one. Just put it on a scrap of paper if that's what you want to be. But it needs to be inspiring for you. And it will really give you the chance to gain some clarity on your goals, gain some clarity on your business. Re-look at your vision. What's your vision for your business? What's the mission for your business? Why have you even started this business in the first place? So it gets you to have a look at all of that and then obviously set some goals. And some have got to be big, audacious, scary goals and some super normal goals, if that's what you want to call them. You know, things that you you know you can achieve. But you also need those big audacious goals too to really stretch you going forward. I would also look at some new habits. This is a time of year where... We kind of start looking at all areas of our life. When I was creating the vision board, I did start looking at sections of my life. And if you want to know more, head to that episode all about vision boards. But essentially, this is a time to start new habits. It's a perfect time. It's January. And I'm not saying New Year's resolutions. Please be clear. It's not a resolution. It's habit forming situations. One habit that I formed many years ago, which is now so ingrained within me, it never not happens unless I'm very ill, is going to the gym. It's something I enjoy. It's a habit I've developed. Uh, I don't need to be motivated. It just happens. I make sure I find the time and I make sure I find the motivation in order to get the job done. And essentially, it's become a very, very ingrained habit of mine. So I don't even need to think about it anymore. It's just, it just is. And essentially, new habits that you could form. And I'll share with you some of the ones that I've started and have done for the last 18 days still. So we're still in the habit forming stage. I'm journaling every morning and setting an intention for the day. Now, you don't have to spend hours. Mine literally takes me two or three minutes in the morning. I usually do it when I get up and make myself a coffee as I'm getting the kids ready for school. And essentially, it's just seeing how you envisage your day panning out. Do you have any challenges that you're going to have to come across? And what are the big goals that you need to keep at the forefront of your mind? So it's kind of like it's utilizing your vision boards and set an intention as well, because you're going to be looking at those goals. One thing I do is check out my vision board every day, remind myself of what words are on there, what my goals are. Is there anything I could do today to achieve something on here or work the next step to achieving one of the goals on there? And then I journal about it in the morning. I then also journal in the evening, mainly from a place of gratitude to be grateful for what what did I appreciate today? What happened today it was amazing. What did I feel like today doing X, Y and Z? So it's all from a place of gratitude. I also do this just before going to sleep because it's quite nice. It's kind of like a brain dump. So if things are going on in your mind, you can just journal it out. Just write it down. Once it's written down, it's out of your head. You're more peaceful and you can then go to sleep. The third habit I've done is set up daily affirmations to remind myself. And I change these weekly. So I have a handful of affirmations placed around the house that I check in with all times of the day. I've put them in strategic places. So on the mirror I use to get ready in the morning, near the coffee machine, because we all need a coffee in the morning or a tea, if that's your thing. One on my vision board, because I know I'm going to check in there. And one on my journal, because I know I'm going to be writing it. They're just positive affirmations for the week that I can just check in with at any point of the day to keep vibration high, keep motivation high. And also when you do come across challenges, which we all do, I have had many the last couple of weeks. It just elevates you to start thinking differently. So instead of reacting to things, you can take a moment 
and think about it before you just react. I used to be a very, very reactive person. I've had to do a lot of inner work on myself to become less reactive and more think before I speak or act. And these sorts of things help. So think about what habits you could put in place. Maybe it's just a case of sitting down and being quiet for five minutes and planning out your day. Maybe that is just one habit you wish you could do so you're not running around like headless chicken. Perhaps it's to go for a walk every day for 10 minutes in nature or just to stop work and take a 10 minute coffee break. I know when you're on the tools, my lads often say to me they haven't got time for a break and I have to say to them, you need to have a break. You cannot just work through all of the time. You will burn out. So all of these things, just building up little daily habits that you can do, that you enjoy doing, that have a positive impact on your health and your business and your personal. And then planning. I'm still planning. I haven't finished planning. I started with my vision board. I've started all these new habits, but I'm still planning. I'm planning phases of the businesses. Obviously, I work on two businesses simultaneously. I work the main majority of the time with Mike. So it's kind of spending that time planning the business, like the next three months, the next three years, and then working it back to the cash flow of what the business can support, what cash do we need in the business to do all these things, and really bringing a touch of reality. Because I know from the beginning of this podcast, you're probably thinking, oh God, she's talking all woo again. It does all come back towards your planning and your cash flow and the real tangible things that show whether you're going to be successful, whether you can do it or whether you're not going to be and where the profits are going. So you do need to link it all back. It's not just everything's not just woo. We still have to take planned action. So that brings me on to idea number two. And this is all about self-care and wellness. It's time to prioritize yourself. What do you actually enjoy doing? Thinking about what actually makes you feel good and staying in a state of healthiness so physically mentally uh, which is ideal for all of us really because when you're a landscaper or in the landscaping business you are ultimately on the tools all the time so if you are not physically healthy you are not going to be on the tools very long which makes your career and optimum time of you know making as much money as possible very low unless you employ the right people and build a great team so self-care is pretty important yet most people ignore it and It's important because if you indulge yourself in a bit of self-care and a bit of wellness, then you reduce your stress, you reduce anxiety, you increase your energy, and you are generally a better person to be around. What are self-care activities? If you're asking, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's literally things like eating healthy, exercising, taking walks in nature, enjoying nature, getting some sunlight because vitamin D is the key to healthy living, getting a lot of hydration, getting enough rest, getting enough sleep, get taking enough breaks, having some quiet time, whether you do meditation or you just sit quietly and reflect on your day or plan your day ahead, whether you read books, they could be business books if you want to expand your personal development in your mind or whether you're looking to get away and, and, you know, read something for fun, journaling, being more mindful, doing activities that you absolutely love. So your hobbies. So you might be into the gym like me, but you're not doing it because you don't think you've got any time. Well, this is your wake up call to make some time for these things. And it's essentially establishing healthy habits and increasing your happiness, which is a win-win for everybody. And as a business owner, I do feel like the whole... This is kind of going out of fashion now, thankfully, but it used to be 
who can be the busiest is the most successful and you've got to work 100 hours a day in order to make money and you can't have days off you can't rest you can't do anything that you enjoy or would make you feel better because you should be on the grind all the time that's slowly changing and essentially it's important to give some time back to yourself. I went and got my hair cut yesterday. I refuse to do it in the evening when the kids have to be with me because it's not fun. It's not an enjoyable self-care thing to do when you've got two young children running around. So I chose to do it during what would be work time, which meant I worked at a different point of the day. So I worked a couple of hours in the evening. That's fine by me, but it just worked out much better, much more relaxing, much more enjoyable, less stressful, happy days. Part of self-care is prioritizing your time over other things. So prioritizing yourself and establishing good boundaries. Now I've done an entire episode on the podcast about boundaries. I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to give that a listen. Boundary setting is massively key for mental health and also keeping control of your time. So many times I have allowed people to overstep boundaries and pull on my time to the point where I feel like I have no time, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm not happy. So establishing good boundaries interlinked with self-care. So that's very, very important. So do go and check that podcast out if you haven't already. Setting good boundaries is key in all areas of your life. And the final idea I wanted to remind you of is who you hang around with matters. We all know this. I've mentioned it in multiple podcasts, probably on multiple blogs, probably on multiple social posts, to be honest. But surrounding yourself with a support network for your success. And what is a support network? It's essentially a team of people that share your life that you can turn to for encouragement and support. The reason why a support team is important, it doesn't have to be a team of people, it sounds really strange saying it like that, but you have people you can turn to, it might be different people, it might be the same person, that will support you through everything. This will ultimately reduce your anxiety and it will reduce your stress and it will give you a level of feeling supported and encouraged that you're doing the right thing. It's important here to note it's got to be positive influences only. There's many energy vampires out there who are negative and they will drain your energy. So it's important to be have this support network of positive people only, not people that are going to lie to you, people that will be honest, but also positive in their delivery. The way to do this, if you know, you've got family and friends that you could potentially turn to, you could also turn to a network of people. So potentially find people in local networking groups, maybe industry networking groups, maybe join networks like the Landscaper Circle, where you can immediately connect with others in the circle. Get a mentor. That's what I do in my mentoring capacity with other landscapers is I mentor them in their business and I'm there to encourage them, support and direct them in the right way. So that's an important influence if you are looking to develop your business. But ultimately, you need to find your people. You need to find the people that work with you, that gel with you, that you love to be around, that are a positive influence and will encourage and support you no matter what. Someone that you feel would listen to you in your, you know, worst moment and give you some really uplifting advice. That's what I aim to do with TLC with all my members is aim to support you guys. So if you need help, reach out and I'll do my best to help and support you and guide you in your business. We, in over at the Landscape Circle, we do have a new cohort for the From the Ground Up course. Now, I've been really blown away by the fantastic words of encouragement I've had from students who are on the first cohort of the course. They are absolutely loving it. 
And the reason why I think it fits well in this point of having a support network is the fact that it was designed to help give you the tools, knowledge and confidence to start your own business or to take a very, very brand new startup garden design business or landscaping business and enable it to flourish into a proper business into a business that is looking to attract clients and make money because that is essentially what business is and we the whole point around it it's not just a course that you take and do yourself you have the support of myself and Kate by your side to help you within the first six months so you get a supportive environment and a mentor throughout the first six months of your course which I think is fantastic and that was the whole concept of this course I didn't just want to create a course deliver it and then then let you go off I wanted to create a course that had the supportive influence of TLC which is essentially what the whole reason was I set TLC up in the first place so you didn't feel alone so that when I was setting up my landscaping business for my husband that many years ago now. It was a very lonely place and the industry and the world has moved on significantly in 12 years. So it's much more accessible to access a network of supportive people, to access a network of inspiring people and to be part of the industry more, you know, through online networking, through in-person events and stuff like that. But essentially back then it was very lonely and all I wanted at that point was someone to help guide me in setting up the business, in being a sounding board. Because people who are not in business, potentially family and friends, they don't understand it. So they don't understand why you even want a business. They can't comprehend the stresses that you have as a business owner, just trying to separate life and business. It's not like a job you don't switch off, however much you try to, which is why the self-care piece is really important. So that was the kind of concept TLC. So I could help create a supportive network for others and that you could learn off me and my 12 years of experience in building, restructuring a business, going through massive highs and massive lows as well. So you can avoid the pitfalls rather than drop into them like I have over the years. So those are the three ideas that I really cover in the Landscaper Magazine article and also in the blog over at thelandscaperscircle.co.uk. So go check it out. If you've got any thoughts on these or you want help with anything, if you want any support, that's what we're here for. If you want to join a supportive network, come and join us at the Landscape Circle. Or if you are looking to take the next step in growing your business or starting your business, come onto the course from the ground up. We start on Monday, the 30th of January at 10 a.m. with a welcome call with all the students from that new cohort. So go and check out from the ground up. I will put the link in the show notes. And as always, I want you to have a fantastic week and I hope you indulge in some self-care activities. I know I am and I'll be sharing a reel on it in the Landscaper Circle. So have a great week, guys, and I'll see you next week.